Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. All right, today's show, what science needs to understand about inflammatory disease. All right. The buzz for at least a decade now regarding disease has been in relationship to the fact that inflammation drives it. You read that everywhere. Time magazine itself over the last 10 years has had about six covers stating research now shows that inflammation drives all disease, cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, you name it. It's what's behind what we call disease. And what happens is with people, when they get sick and they figure this out, they go to the research tools, the web, etc., and come down to the conclusion that there's ways that they're going to quell the inflammation. And that brings them to this understanding that there are things called free radicals, everything bad that hurts your health, that the layman understands as bad that hurts their health, is basically a free radical chews away at your cell surfaces, at your membranes, creates an immune system response, and that ensues what we call an inflammatory process. Now, that's understood, and I think it's generally pretty easy to understand. And what you're left with is this decision to reduce this. And so you go to all the different drivers of the infl inflammatory process, and you start chipping away at it. And this is what I think is the cutting edge of medicine, holistic medicine, the two taken as a whole. The smart money's on reducing the inflammatory process because you've got an inflammatory disease. Here's the joke of this, and this is what science needs to understand or focus on or remember, or your medical doctor does, or your holistic practitioner does, and that is once you get a disease, it's not about stopping the inflammatory process in that format. Once a disease starts, it's the difference between it's the difference between what happens when you come to a forest fire and that fire is in its first ten to twenty minutes versus that thing's been burning two to three hours or two to three days. So let me say that again. When someone finds out they have an ensuing disease, and thus they've got to stop the clock, get all the research, go to all the doctors, span the gamut holistically and allopathically, take everybody's information, put it together in a big snowball of data and ultimately hope that they're going to take 
prohibitive, they're going to take progressive action to turn their disease process off. It could be a cancer. It could be heart disease. It could be something up in the brain, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. It could be an autoimmune disease. As always, I'm talking about the heavy stuff. Back pain that's now headed for surgery. A joint that didn't need replacement five years ago, but now they're telling you it's the bone-on-bone thing and you're going to get two new hips. This kind of stuff. And you put together this program for yourself because you know inflammation drives it and you're going to get on the other side of it. That's like trying to put out a bonfire. That's like trying to put out a process that's the equivalent of the fire department comes to this burning cauldron of fume that's been blowing through Southern California for a week. This is a whole other level of stuff. But what science needs to remember, focus on, what we need to communicate to you, the public, is that they teach you this like you're coming to some forest fire that's been going on for 20 hours or 20 minutes. Inflammation in the first year, the second year, before you have a symptom, before you know you have a disease, before the house falls down, that kind of inflammation, sure, you kick back and you do your CoQ10 and your lipoic acid and your vitamin E and you get your IV vitamin C drips and you take the cell phone and you put it away and you do all these things that are all over the web that tell you this is how to reduce the inflammatory burden. You look at all the junk in the food you eat. That's like trying to put out a mini fire. It has nothing to do with the reality of disease. So you could say there's early information and then there's the kind of inflammation that you're dealing with when you, the public, get cued into the fact that your disease is inflammatory. Those are two completely different situations. You got to get this straight. You really have to. Because whether you're doing drugs, whether whether you're doing methotrexate for rheumatoid arthritis, whether you're taking prednisone injections, or whether you're just doing lots of goji, vitamin C, and, you know, lots of blueberries for breakfast. You've got to get this point. And the truth is, is by the time this is interesting to you, by the time you really want to deal with this, you're already in the bonfire. You're already in the big, complicated fire. You know, a number of years ago, I had a nice young man in the office, and uh, he was a firefighter. But he had taken higher degrees in the kinds of stuff you study as a fire as, as, as a fire scientist, basically. They, they've got a word for it. I don't remember the word. And you really start to appreciate when you talk to someone like that, the difference between, you know, I joined the fire department, I passed the physical, I've got some education, and I'm out there doing the right thing. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. But when you start to get 
this stuff into the higher degrees. And then you sit down, in addition to that, and you talk to, say, a, a fire chief, a fire captain that's been out there doing it for 20, 30 years. And they come to one of these megaliths, you know, the kind we get down here. It's like night and day. And that's my point. By the time you're cued in on the disease process and you get interested in this, it's a bonfire and it's complicated. Now, why is this so important? Because if you don't know that, you think all these little putt-putt things you do to turn it around are going to work. You don't have a chance with that perspective. You're trying to put out a bonfire with a water pistol. But you don't understand that because, once again, we've sold you on something that's delusional. You know, just line up and take those antioxidants. Really going to do a whole lot of good at that point. It's not. Better than nothing, but it's still not going to cut it. Okay. Now, what's a little bit of insight into the science of it? Well, number one, by the time you have a degenerative inflammatory process, you have endured, suffered biochemical shifts, meaning molecules have rearranged themselves in ways that are generally more stable. Meaning the new shifts in the body in response to the signals that the tissues are giving your immune system, your genes, any other of your sequential physiologies. In other words, any of the chain reactions that occur within the science of the cell and between the cells are getting powerful signals to keep doing what they're doing. And the damage that comes out of these sequences of signals, you'll never neutralize with an antioxidant. It's too massive in its speed and in the depth of it. Once you've flipped genes in a certain direction, that direction tends to maintain itself. Once you've made chemical bonds that weren't there before, all the delta G's and all, all the physical chemistry behind the shifts that occur in and as disease processes ensue, those shifts want to maintain themselves. Look, you know this. You know this in your daily experience. If you had a friend, maybe someone in your family even, that's kind of been borderline cuckoo, you know? They're not crazy, but they're different, and they're on that edge. And you watch them over the years go to one side and then go back normal, and one side and go back normal. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And that individual, say that we're imagining hypothetically, that individual may go back and forth many times over five years, 10 years, 15 years. But 
once something happens to that kind of a person, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a colleague at church, once something really bad happens to someone like that, once they go to the other side, I mean, they really get nailed with it. They're never the same. Because they change. They change in a very, very deep way. And you know people like this. They never come back. They're never the same. That's it. And the reason is they shift neurologically. All these disease processes, all these inflammatory processes are integrated into the neurological system. Meaning what we were just talking about with your friend there, that person we were just describing. And once the nervous system clicks onto another track, it tends to stabilize there. It stays there. So number one, when we talk about what science needs to understand, what you need to understand about inflammatory disease, yes, all disease, most disease, 99% of disease, all the diseases that ail us today are driven through an inflammatory process. By the time they get to you, by the time you're interested in studying them, this thing about start taking out the inflammatory drivers, whatever they may be, and also go out and buy some supplements to turn it around, this is a joke. Because you're dealing with a bonfire. A myriad of sequential, relentless chemical reactions, all of which like to do what they're doing. Find greater stability in their shifts. And then to complicate it further, there's the neurological piece. Your nervous system now is getting these signals, and your nervous system is responding like in response to that. And once the nervous system is troubled, is triggered, once your sympathetic autonomic response is in its own swirl, reciprocating with the chemical changes, what, you're going to turn that around with some vitamin C? A few goji berries? That's what we're going to overlook and replace it with? Well, we know inflammation drives disease. We'll just turn those inflammatory drivers off and you'll turn it around. No, you won't. Once the nervous system is involved, the nervous system is involved. Once it goes south on you, it wants to stay that way. That's why when you watch people finally get to that place where their nervous system fries and they're not too functional anymore, they tend to stay that way. These are very deep shifts. Deep. They're not little boo-boos on the skin. You didn't scrape your elbow. You tore your arm off. So when Time Magazine picks up on this, it's good press. Good press about health is everywhere. It's astounding to me. Last night, I picked, picked up $50, $60 worth of just magazines. Every magazine's got something. Look, Time Magazine this week. The Science of Living Longer, Secrets of Aging Well, Foods That Keep You Fit, 23 Surprising 
ways to stay young. Here's another thing in men's health on Tom Brady and his training spot down in uh, in the Bahamas and what he's done at 40, 42 years old to look 20 and, you know, compete with 18-year-olds. I mean, literature on health is everywhere, but we're not getting it because we're driven by the necessity of cliff note versions of reality because yeah okay it's a lot of fun to read about these things but what it's done is crystallize in our culture a sense of what's required and that's where the delusion is this is why I constantly say put health on the a-list if the society if the individual puts it on the a-list then what they do is, in the end, you throw you throw less money at it to more effect. Instead, what we do is piecemeal our expenditures. An article here, an appointment with somebody there, a sense of security about the fact that we were proactive because we swallowed a herbal capsule. And in the end, you're 60, 70 years old with an ensuing disease, and you don't stand a chance. Now, I hope most of you know where I'm going with this. Certainly none of my regular listeners fail to know where I'm going with this. And of course, it's to radical health. But I didn't want to say that because that might make it sound like I'm repeating myself. In a sense, I am, but in another sense, I'm not. Because the more deeply you understand the facets of this, the more likely you are to do something about it. So in the early stages of disease, early stages of disease, I didn't say in the early stages of the inflammatory process. By the time you know you have an ensuing disease, you were in the late stages of an inflammatory process. So if you're in the early stages of disease, in the late stages of an inflammatory process, one that's been going on a long time, and then you got a bad symptom, like you no stand up in the morning. You lift your arm and you feel like somebody amputated it. By the time you're there, you must orchestrate your approach, your return to health. And of course, that's good, the good news. You can still do it. I have people doing it. I've had people take lupus. I've had people take rheumatoid arthritis. I've had people take chronic debilitating problems where their lives are falling apart and work their butts off, work their tails off to turn it around. And I've never seen anybody do it solely on the basis of downing herbs, which is what 99% of the health culture, the holistic, natural health culture, tells you is the way to go when you're in some degree of chronic disease. I've never seen anybody do it that way. What I've seen people do when they'll do it, and they still do it all too seldom, but when they do it, it's the product 
of radical shifts that, yes, admittedly, evolve over time. You can't do it in six months. It may take you a good two, three, four, five, six years to turn around the early stages of a disease process that began 50 years ago. So I don't see people do it overnight when they do it. But against something that's evolved over 50 years, a year or two to turn it around, to know that you're not going to die, to know that you're not going to live debilitated, two years is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. The issue becomes... Rather than go out and spend piles of dough on supplementation and more supplementation and supplement and all these quick fixes is to really get the conceptual perspective. So I'll give you an example. I had someone here about a week ago and they had cancer. And I told them to move to another country. I told them to go up to British Columbia to go up to Vancouver, to go to New Zealand, to go to Patagonia, Patagonia, to go anywhere but Los Angeles. And of course, you know how, the way that goes. I'm nuts. They look at me like, yeah, I know that sounds good, but what am I going to do? You're going to take $10,000 on a credit card and go somewhere where you can live nicely for 200 bucks a week and just that card alone will give you 50 weeks somewhere. That's what you're going to do. Oh, yeah, I got it. That makes a lot of sense. Good. Now, what am I going to do? Yeah, but I just told you what are you going to do. Click. You see what we're doing? When you have it put right in front of your face, it's so foreign to you. It's so absurd. It's so just left wing. To me, it's right wing. But it's so out of the orthodoxy that you're going to flip out. You're not going to hear it. You're going to hang up the phone. How about this one? Go home and tell your relationship, whatever that relationship is, with your boss, with your loved ones, that the contract doesn't work and you're going to die if you stay within it and you're leaving. It either changes ASAP or you're done. Try laying that one on people. How about the fact that you hate your job? How about the fact that really you're living in a landmine? Meaning, and this goes back to many shows I've done, you are living in a terrain, a geography. It's going to kill you. I've said this in so many levels, so many ways over the years, but I still see so much of it. I've got to tell you, a Viking should not be living in Irvine. All you Vikings in Irvine, move tomorrow. Get out. If you are made of fat and grease, if you are a large, thick kaffa, you know those really thick types, kapha. If your body constitution is such that every time you breathe, you create mucus, 
and fat. What are you living at the coastline for? Why would you live in a city with cold humidity? If you live in San Francisco and you fit that description, you're Kafka-esque. John Belushi. Mike Tyson. They're Kafa. Their bones are thick. They make lots of mucus. Husky. Thick. No shortage of meat on the bone. These types don't need the humidity and the cold of San Francisco or Boston or New York. If you're wiry, given to rage, if your lip is tight over the front teeth like Humphrey Bogart, if you're pitta, if you're fire, you don't need to be in the wind. The windy city. Wind, for someone like that, turns their liver to burnt toast. And once the liver dries out and inflames, you're going to get hurt. If you're living in wind and you're like that, get out. This is the way you have to think radically. I've got 433 shows about radical perspectives. And if you're at the beginning of disease stages, those inflammatory processes, long-standing, need a radical bump in the nose. You guys think about that one this week. And we'll see you next Saturday. Ta-ta. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.